everyone, welcome to Shalanda Says, where we answer questions on all sorts of topics ranging from relationships to career growth. Join us as we answer listener questions and interview various experts in their field. Want a question answered? Send it to Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. That's Shalanda at TuxWilderGuidance.com. Now here's your hostess and proclaimed queen of time management and goal setting, Shalanda. Today we have Andrea Hall, who has worked as a high-powered criminal defense attorney for over 13 years, specializing in sex offenses and domestic violence. After discovering she had a brain tumor, Andrea decided it was time to get off the hamster wheel and leave the criminal justice system behind. Andrea always loved and was attracted to horses. She had done numerous years of personal coaching with Personal Success Institute prior to getting certified. She was able to combine her love for horses, her ability to coach and help others into a new career as a certified equine gestalt coach. Gestalt means wholeness, and this is what Andrea and the herd bring to lawyers and couples. She became certified through Melissa Pierce's Touched by a Horse program in May of 2016. She and her husband live in Eaton, Colorado on 47 acres where she runs Withers Whisper LLC. She has seven horses of her own and uses them in her EGC work. Andrea works with lawyers who either need to find balance in their life or discover what makes their heart sing again. She also works with couples who are wanting to take their relationship to another level. If divorce is the answer, she and the horses help them heal the unfinished business. A quote from Dr. Phil she loves is, you have to earn your way out of the marriage before you can become whole. And you know what, Andrea, thank you for coming. I love that quote as well. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah. And what I do want to do is jump right into our first five. And the first question is, what drew you to this career? Well, as you kind of stated in my bio, I've always had an attraction for horses. I grew up in a so-called city, Mm -hmm. uh, and my mom's family was a farming family. And every time we would go for a visit or be anywhere near the horses, I was always drawn to them. However, I didn't have one of my own. And when I had the brain tumor prior to that, I was really struggling in my law practice and attempting to figure out what I was going to do when I grew up. I had been in the middle of a five-day jury trial when my 18-month-old puppy died, Mm. and I really struggled with whether or not this was something I could do for the rest of my life. I'd already been practicing for almost 10 years at that point in time. And was wondering, you know, is this what I signed up for for the rest of my life? Mm. And it was the first time that I really had no clue what I was going to do with my life. I had always known where I was going to go to college, what degree I was going to get, and so on and so forth throughout my life. So for the first time, it was like, wow, the world is my oyster and I can do whatever I want, yet I don't know what it is. And so I was able to experience um, a coaching session with someone else who does a different modality. And I was like, wow, my breathing pattern changed. My heart rate dropped. I became grounded and centered and relaxed. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is the ticket. 
I want to do this. I can combine my love for helping people and my desire to continue to coach people and I can do it with horses. Yay. Sign me up. Where do I do this? (laughs) And so that's when I found Melissa Pierce's touch by a horse program and I got certified and now I get to work with people and horses all the time. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So can you go into a little bit more detail about what impact you hope to make? Well, being a criminal defense attorney or being in the criminal justice system for the last 14 years, I've seen a lot. And lawyers take a tremendous toll on their mental and emotional health Mm -hmm. just by the type of clients we end up representing. And unfortunately, our profession is not taking care of itself. Mm -hmm. And we have the second highest rate when it comes to drug and alcohol abuse and suicide rates. And we're not doing anything to support our profession. There's only eight states that require any sort of mental health and wellness continuing legal education credits. Mm-hmm. And Colorado's not one of them. And the eight states that do, they're very minimal. They're a half credit, a one credit type thing. And so it's not a high priority when, it, when you look at our profession to take care of ourselves. Yeah. And typically nobody wants to do anything until their hair's on fire. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And typically by then it's too late. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so the other aspect of why I decided to work with couples is because so much happens in our families. And my clients didn't end up in the criminal justice system typically because they came from a leave it to beaver family. Something happened. They sustained some sort of trauma. They were sexually assaulted. Their parents were divorced. Um, You know, they were beaten. Their parents were alcoholics. The list goes on and on. Now, I'm not saying all of the people I work with have sustained that type of trauma because I grew up in a very so-called normal family. My parents were married. They weren't divorced. We didn't have drug and alcohol abuse. There wasn't any cheating. However, I can tell you I sustained trauma. I went to law school instead of med school as a result of the trauma I sustained with the third grade teacher around math and having to stand next to my chair and do flashcards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I dated a man when I was in high school all the way through college that, you know, was verbally abusive. That caused me to have issues with self-esteem and in my relationship with other men. Mm-hmm. My dad died when I was 17. All of those things, even though they may not be what people typically think of as trauma, mm-hmm. they all affected me right. and created who I am today. And so that has caused me to say, all right, if families can do things differently, and if they are going to get a divorce, how can they do it healthy? And how can they put the needs of the child above their own? Because if they really earn their way out of the relationship, like Dr. Phil says, <laughs> there's no more emotional attachment to the outcome. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, they can see it from the outside or overlooking the situation. and put the needs of the child above and beyond their own because ultimately they are the common denominator. And if they don't heal that trauma and that unfinished business, they're going to end up in another relationship and doing the same thing because Mm -hmm. they are the common denominator. The only thing that will change is the person they're doing the dance with. 
right. they will continue to attract the same type of person that they're wanting to get away from in the first place all over again, unless they heal what's going on inside. Yeah, that's exactly right. And this is something that we see in a lot of domestic violence. Yep. And uh, it's unfortunate that people go through these things and they don't realize that they have to make changes within themselves in order to attract the right people into their lives. Well, unfortunately, it's always easier to point the finger at someone else, right? It's their fault. They're the reason that this relationship has gone south. No one really wants to take a look at themselves because it's easier to point the finger and say it's Mm -hmm. their fault versus dealing with actually what needs to happen in the inside. Yeah, why, why do I consistently date people who disrespect me verbally or physically? Yeah. Correct. So think about everything you know regarding this path that you have chosen. In retrospect, what would you do differently, if anything at all? You know what? I am a firm believer that everything happens for a reason, good, bad, right, or wrong. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing I would change. Um, Are there times that, you know, I wish that my father was still here or that maybe I had chose a different path. I had gone to med school versus law school. However, that wouldn't make me who I am today. Um, You know, I, like I said, I'm a firm believer that everything does have, um, does happen for a reason and it creates who you are and the path that you're meant to be on. Mm -hmm. We all have the ability to make choice and were some of my choices, um, maybe the best choices, maybe not. However, it still developed who I was as a human being and brought me to the place I am. So no. Yeah. Excellent. I like asking this question because even though we know we can't change our past, this gives me insight into the way people view things that have happened in life. And I I get to see how optimistic a person is and how they view life. Because I believe the same thing, that everything happens for a reason, good, bad, otherwise. Yeah. Well, and I, I am a firm believer that we all are put on this earth and have a lesson or lessons to learn. Mm -hmm. Until you learn those lessons, they're going to keep repeating themselves. Mm. Um, And, you know, like I said, some lessons are easier to learn and quicker to learn than others. Yes. (laughs) So tell us what trends you see within your niche. Um, Well, I believe that, you know, it's a process to create awareness and it's slow moving like I said, there's only eight states that require any sort of mental health and wellness continuing legal education credits. So I am basically um, on the cutting edge, if you will. People are still understanding and figuring out what happens with the horse. It is getting more known. Um, it used to be five years ago, 10 years ago, when you mentioned, you know, doing some sort of work with a horse, mm-hmm. people had no idea. Now, when you say, I work with horses, people typically know somebody or have heard of it. And, you know, there's been numerous videos and movies and things of that that are getting to be more and more prominent. Mm-hmm. Here in Colorado, we have the big Temple Grandin Center that um, is being built. And like I said, you know, 
it is now getting to be more mainstream where a long time ago, things like acupuncture and massage, that was all considered woo woo. Mm -hmm. And now things like that are starting to begin to be the norm and Mm -hmm. in people's vernacular quite often. (laughs) Yes. More commonplace. Definitely. Yeah. I want to get into how you work with horses in just a little bit, but can you first tell me, do you have any advice you like to offer listeners? Yeah, um, I think a lot of people, and it starts off at a young age, I believe we're all very intuitive and have connections to the other side. And as we get older, life gets in the way. People tell us that that doesn't exist. I think people start to hush what they know deep inside their body. And I think women are a little more in tune with it than men are. Mm -hmm. However, even women will poo-poo it and ignore it. And children are really good at it until they are told not to be. Um, and, and animals are very intuitive with that as well. Like, you know, if your dog knows that someone's there or they sense if that's a good person or a bad person. And like I said, children are very savvy with that. Um, when children don't want to give somebody a hug or they don't want to be around somebody as a parent or a caregiver, you really need to pay attention to that because children have no attachment to the outcome and they have no judgment. As you notice, children have no filter either, right? Like (laughs) children will walk up to somebody and be like, why are you fat? Or, you know, they'll say something and the parents will just be appalled, right? Because Mm -hmm. the child has no filter. Um, Where as we start to get older, we attempt to minimize some of those things, right? Like a woman will know or feel somebody is shady or she's got somebody that's staring at her or following her Mm -hmm. or shouldn't be around somebody. And yet we don't want to be rude or um, we don't trust that intuition. And then afterwards you go, gosh, hindsight's 2020, right? Right. And so what happens is as you continue to poo-poo that, it starts to say, well, you don't listen to me, so I'm not going to show up. Mm. And so it's a muscle you have to continue to work and acknowledge so that it gets stronger. However, that's definitely something I would tell people to tune into, to focus, to pay attention to. And it shows up in many, many ways. Um, and, you know, Oprah said it a long time ago. You get the whisper before you get the pebble. You get the pebble before you get the stone. You get the stone before you get the two by four upside the head. And so if you're not listening to the whisper, you know, whether it's the rustle of the tree by you or, you know, the penny that's on the ground, whatever it is that's, you know, needing to give you that sign, it will attempt to get your attention a little bit louder each time. However, if you continue to ignore it at some point, like I said, you're going to get the two by four upside the head because somebody's attempting to get your attention. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and speaking of not following our in, intuition, I was uh, watching, I like to watch a lot of documentaries. And yeah. I was watching one in particular about a family that was befriended by their neighbor. And apparently the guy, he's real nice unbeknownst to them he was a pedophile right and they had two daughters not Uh two or three daughters and their neighbor the pedophilic neighbor took a liking to one of their daughters yep the parents thought it was strange 
but they didn't listen to that voice and that nagging feeling they had that, hey, this is strange. This man likes your daughter and he's showing her more attention. And long story short, he ended up kidnapping the daughter twice. Oh, man. And it's so sad. But what I love about the, the daughter is that she found her strength. And even she said that the guy... As uh, when she first met the guy and he would come around, she got an uneasy feeling about this guy. But because her parents were, they were letting the guy come around, she kind of didn't um, make a big deal about it. So he ended Uh up molesting her, yeah, kidnapped her twice. But when she became a teenager, went into adulthood, she found her voice and really began to fight against this guy and have him arrested for what he did. And I, I applaud her because she was able to look this man in the eye and talk to him at court and tell him what you did to me. And these other girls was wrong. You need to apologize. You know, I just really admired her strength and courage to be able to look her abuser in the eye decades later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, just listening to your inner voice can keep away a lot of heartache and pain. Yes. Yeah. And like I said, I think a lot of times people don't want to be rude or insensitive, you know, and so they push their child to go give uncle so-and-so a hug, Mm -hmm. um, you know, or go over and say hi to so-and-so when the child's like, no, I don't want any part of that. Mm -hmm. Now we wouldn't make our dog do it. If our dog was acting strange, we'd just say, hmm, I don't know, the dog's acting weird, and we'd just go about our business. Right. However, when a child does that, you know, we force them and don't allow the child to continue to respond to their own intuition. And so eventually Mm -hmm. that, that shuts down because they've been told to override that. Yeah. Now, I want to get a little bit more into what you do, what your day-to-day is as this particular type of coach, because this is a very, I want to say rare form of coaching. We don't hear about it as much. We hear about life coaching, everything's so general and our relationship coaching, but can you tell us how you use your particular methods to work with couples and lawyers? Sure. So as I stated, and you did as well in the opening, gestalt is a German word that means wholeness. Mm-hmm. And so basically, somebody may come, for, come to me for any number of reasons. And one of the first things I do is just to get them back in their body. Uh, we as human beings typically are not in our body. You know, we are running around and we are attached to cell phones and emails and mm-hmm. iPads and everything. And so if we didn't have a heartbeat and automatically breathe, you'd just see people falling all over, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing is just getting them back in check with their body and then finding out what's coming up for them in the present moment. You know, they may have been late because of traffic. They may have gotten into a fight with their significant other whatever it is. And we just start working through some of that until we can then figure out what is going on that is trauma related to whatever is happening in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So I basically explain it as I rip off a bandaid, we get to the root of the issue Mm -hmm. and we clean it up, clean it out, 
and you are then able to put a Band-Aid on a wound that normally would require staples and a tourniquet mm -hmm. because that's typically what happens in traditional talk therapy is you go and you speak to somebody for about an hour. Mm -hmm. um, they rip the Band-Aid off. They typically don't ever get to the root of that issue within the hour. Mm -hmm. And then they put the Band-Aid back on and tell you to come back next week. Right. What I do with the horses is really transformational and life-changing. And the reason that is, is because you're having an experience with the horse that ultimately creates new and different neuropathways in the brain. So your brain is not able to decipher between where you are now in life, chronologically 25, 35, 45 years old, or whether you're the eight-year-old that just sustained that trauma or the 15-year-old or the 17-year-old. So whenever something happens to cause you to be triggered, whether it's a voice, a response from a person, somebody that looks like somebody, somebody that smells like somebody, whatever the situation is or a scenario, your mind takes you back to that trauma because it doesn't know that you're now 45 and not the eight-year-old that wasn't able to survive in that moment. So your body goes into fight or flight mode at that point in time and is attempting to respond to what's happening now. And your logical brain goes out the door. So when you have this process with the horse, you're able to create a new pathway. And so the next time something happens and you get triggered, Instead of going down the same road, your brain finds that exit ramp and goes, okay, here's a new way, and exits off the highway, and you have a different response. You're now able to respond versus reacting to the event that's happening. And the horses are huge lie detectors, so they're attracted mm -hmm. to when somebody is actually speaking their truth. And what I mean by that is... Let's say I get a couple in the round pen and I'm working with one or the other husband, wife, and I say to them, how is your relationship? Now, consciously, they may think the relationship is fine and they say, everything's great. We're on a good path. And all of that has a vibration to it. And the horse will either be attracted to that or it will be repelled by that. And if the horse is attracted to that, that really means that the person that is speaking it is in their truth and that they're incongruent with what they're actually saying. So to dumb it down even further, if I had you in the round pen and I said, what color is your shirt? And your shirt happened to be white and you said it was black. The horse would not want to join up with that because that was not your truth. Mm -hmm. However, if you said your shirt was black, the horse would actually want to join up with that because the horse vibrationally could feel that you were in alignment and you were speaking your truth mm -hmm. because the four, the horses have no attachment to the outcome and there's no judgment as well as they have four feet on the ground and are connected to mother earth. And in the present moment, it is very easy for them to decipher when somebody is speaking their truth and when somebody is not. And a lot of times the conscious mind gets in the way, like, Consciously, we think one thing, yet subconsciously, what's really going on is at a different level, but the conscious mind gets in the way of that. So it's a process of working and actually getting the client to uncover the truth mm -hmm. of typically what's in the unconscious mind versus what's in the conscious mind. Okay, so they are, 
you're holding the session within the stable with the horse and the, you're asking the questions and the person or the couple that you're working with, they're talking to you and sharing how they really feel. And you're basically listening to what they're saying and you're watching the horse's reaction. So if the horse reacts negatively, because I know I've been, I was around horses for a short time and they, they seem to be really sensitive creatures. They are. And so when you're working with the people and the horse, you're basically watching for the horse's reaction and you use that to engage a little bit deeper. Yeah. So really the, the horse is just as much of a coach as I am because they're feeding me just as much information as the client is. So even though the client is being verbal about what's going on, I'm watching my horse because my horse is feeding me information based on their behavior, their response to what's going on with the individual in the round mm -hmm. pen. Um, as well as, as you stated, you've been around horses and you've seen their behavior. They are healing just being in their presence. I can tell you that I can be in a not good space. I can have gotten mad about something. I can be stressed out about something. Um, or I may think I'm in a good space and I can go out with my horses and I can start bawling. And I'm like, okay, what just happened here? Mm -hmm. Just by being in their presence. Mm -hmm. um, because like I said earlier, they have four feet that are on the ground and connected to mother earth at all times. Mm -hmm. And because they are such a fight, excuse me, flight or fight animal, they're mm -hmm. on alert all the time. And horses are constantly watching what is going on around them. They mm -hmm. sleep very little in a 24 hour period. And for them to actually lay down and sleep, they have to feel very safe and secure. For the most part, they are up, they are alert, they are watching what's going on because they are a prey animal and they need to be on alert. And again, if the horses feel very safe and secure, a lot of times you will see them, you know, lay down in the pasture, close their eyes, mm -hmm. um, walk right up to you, things of that nature. However, if they are in fear, they are constantly going to keep their distance. They are going to be watching you. Their ears are going to be following you. Mm -hmm. That's definitely how you know what they're paying attention to is their eyes and their ears are definitely where they are focused on at that moment. Do you ever have anyone actually get on the horses and ride the horses or how do you, how do these um, sessions take place? I do not do hippotherapy and that's what basically that is. A lot of the riding um, with individuals is people who have um, more of a, a disability. Maybe they have cerebral palsy, mm -hmm. they're autistic, um, they uh, are paralyzed. Those do those types of individuals do a lot more what we call hippotherapy. Mm -hmm. So mine is really emotional based um, healing. Okay. And you don't have to ride the horse for that. Like I said, just being in the horse's presence is going to change. Um, most of my clients look like they've lost 150 pounds and have had a facelift in an hour and a half session. <laughs> That's great. That's very interesting. I would like to go into your books you have written and have you talk about those briefly. 
Sure, yeah. I had two. I had two books that were released in September. The first is called Living Your Joy, Creating a Joy-Filled Life. And all of the stories, it's a real quick read, not a long book. Um, all of the authors in there have contributed a story about their love of something. And mine happens to be the love of my horses. The second book that came out that I co-authored was called Touch by a Horse Equine Coaching Stories, and it's volume three. And in that book, I share my journey of healing through the horses and my fertility journey. And the story in there is uh, called Surrendering to the Dream of One Day Becoming a Mother. Oh, wow. These both sound like very good reads. Yes, they both are great. Yeah. Now, would you like to add anything else before I do the quote or joke of the week? No, I um think I think we've covered a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we did. Now, I usually pick whether I'm going to do a joke or a quote. Would you like to choose today? Do you want to hear a joke or a quote? <laughs> uh, why don't you give me a joke? Okay. Let's see. All right, here we go. There are two children at school, and the boy says to the girl, the principal is so dumb. And the girl says, do you know who I am? And the boy says, no. And the girl replies, I am the principal's daughter. And <laughs> the boy says, do you know who I am? And the girl re replies, no. And the boy says, good, and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to walk away so he doesn't get in trouble. That's right. All right. Well, you know what? Thank you for your time. But before we close, will you tell us how to contact you? Absolutely. I can be contacted on all social media. Um, I am on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter mm -hmm. under Withers Whisper. And my website is www.withers, and that's W-I- T H E R S whisper.com. So Andrea, or excuse me, uh, withers whisper.com. And there is lots of free information on my blog, uh, free downloadables. They can also schedule a free 30 minute exploratory session with me from my website. And I also send out free daily inspirations called Daily Whispers, and they can sign up for those on my website as well. Okay, great. Well, thanks once again for your time, and you, you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. You do the same. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Shalanda Says. Remember to send your questions to shalanda at tookswaterguidance.com. Shalanda at TooksWildTheGuidance.com to have them answered by myself and an expert guest. And don't forget to subscribe and share. And as always, have a productive day.